Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today we have on the show Stacey Thal. Her company is called True North Branding, and it's a brand strategy agency that's focused on startups. So Stacey, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, Chad. So Stacey, how did you get into this business? I started my business both by design and by accident. So I had my own company in providing marketing, advertising, and public relations for about a decade successfully before the economy tanked last time. I was able to buy a home as a single woman in San Francisco, no small feat based on my success. And I wanted to keep that roof over my head. So I went in house and Loaded on the top of brand, the brand storytelling in the volatile world of Silicon Valley for since then, since 2008. And in that time, I have been laid off five times in the last 10 years in that volatile, crazy world, seeing a lot of that these days. And each time I would do that, I would default back to my consulting work as an independent contractor. And I realized the last time I got laid off, the one of many times, the last time that I got laid off, that my pursuit as an individual for the stability and security of steady paycheck was an illusion. And that my independent work that I did as a consultant with startups was actually my passion, yielded greater benefits in the form of flexibility and also income. And so in this last time that I got laid off in January, just before the pandemic in January of 2020, I decided to stay out on my own and give it a good go. I think it's really important that when you decide to go out on your own and do your own business, that it aligns with your passion. And that's, it's great that you're able to find that. Yeah. And I think the way that I would articulate my passion today is that what I'm really passionate about is that I have spent the last, whatever, 20 years learning from a lot of household names that have enormous success. You know, I was in-house as a, a TVC contractor through an agency for years at Google and learned all about the good things that they do there and the successful things that they do here. Same for Yahoo, same for Walmart, big household names. And my passion is really to harness all of that great experience I have for the benefit of some worthy businesses. I think it's the saddest thing that startups have a worse success rate than marriages in California. Over 50% of startups fail. And, and the people that I've met that have, have these great ideas and startups don't always have the marketing sense that it takes. They have great ideas, but can't really get them to see the light of day or to be sustainable. And I think that's that's where I'm really passionate about swooping in and offering them the benefit that I have from these big behemoths for all that transferable knowledge to help them up the odds that they stick around and realize their vision. What are, what are some of these lessons and key takeaways that you, you grabbed from working with these big Yeah, I think one of them that's really important is to have clarity transparency and sincerity around your foundational brand strategy. So that is mission, vision, values, reasons to believe. We've seen a huge revolution in the world of workers and consumers where it's not good enough to have a mission or state your mission. You actually have to stand for something these days. That makes a difference, a difference in the marketplace, you know, especially with like Gen Z and Gen Alpha coming up. It's like, 
if you're not doing good for the world, if you can't demonstrate that, um, they don't want to do business with you. You know, we've grown new generations of folks that are very savvy to BS, you know, in the, in the marketplace and to be able to come from a sincere place is important. I think that's where a lot of retention is an issue at some of these big corporations, you know, like the quiet quitting and the great resignation that we're talking about is that a lot of people got their priorities right-sized and took a good look at how people were handling things, corporations were handling things during this time. And a lot of that comes from your foundational brand strategy. So I think that's really important. That's one lesson. And then the other one is that, you know, a balance around transparency is really important to be able to let all your people in on what your goals are so they can all be on the same page. And oftentimes in the rush to market, that's something that's skipped over. Founders, business owners may think people know what the goals are, but they're not really well articulated or communicated internally. And that's some of the intervention that I provide. Isn't it a good practice to stand for something when you're building a brand? Yeah. And sometimes that's hard. It might not even be appropriate. It might be something that you need not stand for anything, but it might be a founder's philosophy about sustainability, or it may be something else that can ladder in that informs the culture if not the product, you know? Yeah, I think it's a good practice that we retain our humanity as we build businesses. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, it really would. So as you've built your company, what are some of the hiccups along the way that have, that at the moment seemed, seemed to really, that it was going to really set you back? Yeah, well, one thing that I learned the hard way was always get things in writing. A lot of times somebody might turn me on to a client who has some sort of urgency around something, and then I'm just good to go to help. We'll work out the SOW or the agreement later. And then I've been burned a couple of times getting paid on things like that. So I learned to always get stuff in writing, even if it's uncomfortable to ask for that pause. It can feel like with, with a founder that's coming to you with some urgency, it can feel like a deal breaker, but I think it's really important to you know, take that pause and make sure that you have everything in writing. And then the other thing is, is that I think I've realized that each time that I have tried to build my pipeline to have a steady flow of clients, it's really about an issue of abundance rather than it is scarcity. So there are so many people that need help and so many people that can offer it. And how do they come together? And now so many people are making businesses trying to match make those folks, that there's an enormous amount of, of options and opportunities out there and, and finding ways to be discerning, I think is important. And for me, the best you know conduit for that is word of mouth. I have a great set, luckily, and through effort, I have a great set of mentors that I rely on that have turned me on to go to organizations and different paths for the development of my business. At least for me, I have a budgeted amount of time and energy that I can spend on getting this pipeline going and still serve my client. So it's important for me to be discerning and efficient. But when you're trying to get your business going, it's hard to have that courage to, to be discerning like that. Let's talk about the importance of a mentorship. How has that served you well over time? Yeah, I think it's really helpful to have somebody who's gone before you to chart the path with their experience, strength, and hope that it can be. And I think that solopreneurship, which is part of my mantle now, it can feel like a lonely and sometimes impossible venture. 
in that I'm just doing all the things that I can think of doing and trusting my instincts. And, and I feel pretty confident in that until I don't. And right now it's an incredibly volatile time with all that we're experiencing with this recession and massive layoffs and all the rest of the things that are happening in the world. It's hard to have confidence and resiliency that you're trusting your instincts in the right way. So to have a mentor to gut check those things with and maybe pivot or get validation has been really invaluable to me. How did you find your mentors? It's people that I've worked with before. So a, a wonderful group of men and women that, I, that know who I am personality-wise and temperament-wise that I've stayed in contact with. And right now I'm growing my network of new people trying to broaden the voices that I hear, the chorus that I avail myself of. And so I'm getting exposed to some new people as well. You have all these coaches, right? And you can hire a coach, but is that what you're doing? Or these mentors, these are friends? They're like that sweet spot is between friend and colleague. So they're former colleagues where we have this friendly now relationship where we've created good rapport in sincerity over time and continue with each other to nurture those relationships and have hopefully symbiotic relationship where we're in that loop of give, get, give, get. It feels like that to me where I go to them hat in hand, where maybe I have an issue or an idea and maybe they have a contact or a thought and I try to do the same for them. Do they know you consider them to be a mentor? I do. I tell them, I call them my unofficial mentors and they seem to be flattered by that. I think imposter syndrome is pretty ubiquitous. And I think that even the folks that I feel like, and I think I'm a pretty good judge of character, are incredibly smart and, and know their stuff, feel like, ah, I'm just telling you, I'm just reflecting back to you what you said. You know, we tend to, to minimize, but I find their insights based on their separate experience really valuable. It's great that you've been able to develop those relationships. And, and I think what you shared today will help a lot of people to nurture those relationships and form mentorships as well. Yeah, I think the important thing is to have balance. It's important to have this balance between confidence and bravado, not cockiness, but confidence and also humility at the same time. That's a great lesson that I learned from my parents is having no shame around asking for help or asking questions. And I know that a lot of people struggle ego-wise with that, like they should know or they should know better or they should be able to do it themselves, should, should, should. And I don't know, I found the path of least resistance. Oftentimes I do my due diligence. And then when I'm stuck, go to someone else, get another point of view, shake it up or get some validation. I'm a lifelong learner and I've always gone to classes to see if there's some nugget I can extract. But oftentimes 95% of it is just validating that I'm doing the right things. And then there's some sort of nugget of something that I might be able to experiment that could help. Yeah, it's also expressing vulnerability. And I think we all know now in the zeitgeist that vulnerability is courage in disguise. So I think it's just another a form of courage. And uh, and that's, a, that's a, a mantle. That's something to be proud of is that vulnerability. Well, thank you, Stacey, for coming on today. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how would they do so? Yeah, they can see me online. My website is my name, stacythall.com. So S-T-A-C-Y-T-H-A-L.com. And then if you put a slash MVP, like most valuable player or minimum viable product more aptly, they can see what I'm up to. Today. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. 
I'm Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more content, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.